All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies podcast. It's our Premier League preview as we predict what will happen in the Premier League this year. The England women win the Euros, and we debate what the Twins should do at the deadline. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Very excited. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. How are you? I am great. I'm so happy that the Premier League will be back this week. I can't wait. Um, and then right behind that is the NFL. And then right behind that is, you know, NBA, NHL, college football, college hockey, college basketball, everything. So we're about to... The floodgates to... are om- almost open. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, I love the summer as much as anyone, but I do love uh, the fall. The sports so great. Yeah, imagine imagine if you had like a reverse schedule where like December through March was like your time off. Like how much more sports you'd be watching uh, and be into as opposed to the summer when you have like the tail end of the NBA, the tail end of the NHL. If there's any sort of like, like, you know, the women's Euros or men's Euros or, you know, something that's going on. But it's really just baseball for the majority of it. And that kind of sucks. Dude. Um, yeah. male suicide rates are already high enough. <laughs> I mean, like literally without sports in the winter, what do I got, bro? Need it. Need it. All right, guys, lots to talk about, but before we dive into some great sports takes, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's podcast. Also subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts too, and, uh, get it to your phone, or your device each and every week for free. Sweet. Thanks. All right, guys, what are you drinking tonight? All right, I'm back to one of those rice beers that Lupulin did. Me too. Dude, Me too. Those were so good. Me too. Oh, same one. Um, I can't wait to go get another eight pack. I loved all of three of these beers. Like they're so drinkable, they're so tasty. Both flavors were awesome. The original is fantastic. Banger. Good stuff, Ryan. What you got? You guys are so weird together. Um, I'm just kidding. How you happen <laughs> to pick out the same beer? Uh, I'm drinking uh, Russell's Reserve, ten uh, year aged uh, Kentucky bourbon is delicious is it good okay hadn't heard of that one before haven't heard of it is that right, russell guys. wilson's brand or is it just it's something unlimited no i'm kidding yeah. it's not <laughs> barrel aged whiskeys let's ride whiskeys are kentucky bourbons are only made by racist white people <laughs> racist white people let's ride <laughs> all right guys here we go uh england wins euro 2022 football came home Finally, it was the first time that they won a major tournament for men's or women's um, soccer in, I don't know, since like 1956 or something like that. Oh, my God. 64 or something. World, the World Cup. Yeah, the World Cup. 66, I think it was. The World Cup England won in like 1966. It's been forever. Um, the women went against Germany, who I believe Germany is undefeated or were undefeated in um, major cup competition finals going into this game. And uh, it was a fantastic match. I was excited about it all week to watch this. Um, England, kind of against the run of play, scored a beautiful goal in the second half. Uh, was trying to hold on to win it. Germany scored late in, uh, you know, in like the 83rd minute or something. And then it went into extra time. And uh, England ended up scoring, I believe, in like the 106th minute and then uh, held on to win it. I thought this tournament was awesome. I, I know that there's not tons of stuff to watch, but I thought women's soccer is really freaking. The girls are so good. They play the game so beautifully. Um, I had a great time watching this, and we've let off with this two weeks in a row now. Um, so, yeah, congrats to England. Maybe it will carry over to the men as well. We shall see as the World Cup is coming up in the fall. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, other outside, I, I guess I like Euro better than the World Cup when it comes to women because – it always feels like the U.S. is just going to murder everybody in the World Cup. And it's cool to be a U.S. fan when that's happening, but it doesn't make for a great tournament. And this really felt like it was up in the air, and there was about five or six teams who could have won it. So hmm. lots of fun. Yeah, okay. a cool, couple of cool surprises. You know, England beating France in the semifinal uh, to then, you know, have to well, get matched up with... Huh? They beat Sweden. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Germany in the, in the quarterfinals, France. they beat... What? Spain. England beat Spain in the quarterfinals, and then... They beat Sweden in the semifinals, and then France and Germany played, and Germany beat France 2-1. to one. Talk about surprises. These are all surprises to Ryan right now. Is I, my, swear is I, watched, I swear I watched the English women's team beat France, but I could be off my rocker. But I was definitely – anyway. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about it. I'm very excited. Uh, your girl, Beth Mead, 
Eric from uh, that's me from Arsenal. From Arsenal, and Leah Williamson, play, player player of the tournament. Yes, good stuff. Uh, Chelsea, so, the Chelsea was... women have have uh, four players on the team as well, all contributors and and good players. Uh, or sorry, on the England team, they've got other you know players on the on other teams. But um, mm-hmm. I think it was I think this is very important for maybe the game of soccer you know worldwide that you know the English girls can show like Europe. And the English boys too. That like this is like normal. That like girls are good, and it's totally fine. And and let's have let's all just have fun rooting for whoever is it, whoever it is you want to support. So um, I think mm-hmm. I think it was a, it was a great tournament overall. I think this tournament was great. It was electric, and we know how powerful women's soccer is here in the United States. Um, but it feels like the rest of the world did to see that as well. I know they've been playing for a long time, um, but it really felt like this was the first tournament that I I remember. Um, that really seemed to like take the spotlight, not just in the United States, and it felt like it was a big worldwide event. So good job! Can't wait for more. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna tune into some Arsenal women's games this year. To be honest with you, is it televised? No, probably not. You probably have to find it on the internet or something. But okay. well, I don't know. Like if they have a big game, I'm tuning in. These girls are great. What what yeah. a lot of teams have been doing, and Chelsea has been doing it too. Um, is the teams have come up with like you know the Liverpool FC app. Right, and it's it's specific yeah. to like Liverpool news, but then they also host um, a lot of the women's games. Um, oh, on, on like a live there? feed through there oh. that you can watch, um, which I've I've done on a handful of, of occasions with uh, some of the Chelsea matches, and and the Chelsea women are playing their first match of the season, like part of the women's league at Stamford Bridge, when normally they play at a place called Kings Meadow. So um, very cool, and I think the the game is only getting bigger for them from here from here on out. That's awesome. Sweet. All right, good stuff. Now, not as great news here, um, but definitely a, a life lived well by Bill Russell, one of the all-time greats in the NBA, passed away at the age of 88 today. Um, one of the greatest players ever, the most winning player, maybe the most winning player in U.S. sports history, to be honest with you. The guy won everything. Multiple NCAA titles, like 13 titles in pro basketball or something crazy. Um, you know, with one like, of the what was it, like 10 greatest. Eight in a row? Did they win eight in a row at some yeah. point? Complete domination, and then was a great ambassador for um, people of color, for people in the NBA, for just everything. I mean, just was lived an incredible life uh, until his dying day. And so sad to see Bill Russell pass away, but I think at the age of 88, living a life like he did, it's probably uh, time for celebration, I guess, mm-hmm. like that finally uh Finally passed. Well, they, uh, the Celtics organization attributes even their their current success. Oh, sorry, Ryan, your audio is crazy. It's like buzzing. <laughs> Let me see. Is it still, is it still buzzing? Try again. Talk a little bit more. How about now? Anything? Sounds great. It sounds good. I wonder if it was. Well, it's just I said whenever anyone passes. Yeah. Eight minutes thirty seconds. Well, it's a little scratchy. Let's see. Okay. What the heck? I haven't even done anything. That's very strange. I wonder if it's messed up on the feed to you guys, but not being recorded. So we'll find out. Does it sound okay now? Yeah. 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 Okay. I was going to say, a, a lot of people from the Celtics organization are are uh, attributing a lot of their current success, like even in, in some of the more recent years, to what Bill Russell, you know, in terms of like the, uh, the name on the front is more important than the name on the back. You know, a lot of like the team-oriented success as opposed to individual success. So... Um, and it kind of shows like the Celtics have had like really good NBA teams from his Celtics to the 80s Celtics, you know, with Larry Bird, um, you know, all the way through KG, Paul Pierce, um, and even some of the, the current iterations. So it's, you can't help but wonder like what sort of mystique, you know, or what like great, you know, residue somebody like Bill Russell left on an organization like the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Sad stuff. All right, guys, all right. moving on to the Timberwolves sticking with basketball. The Wolves signed 25-year-old power forward Eric Paschal to a two-way contract. Uh, this guy, for his career, he's only 25, has averaged almost 10 points a game for his career. So I'm right. not acting like he is a star player by any means. But a 25-year-old who's averaged 10 points for his career signing a two-way contract with your team for the, for cheap means that this is what happens when you have a good roster, is that guys know that they'd rather you know be the – 11th man for a contender than be the eighth man for a mm-hmm. shitty game, you know, like, and I think that's what you see with the guys like um, Austin Rivers and now Eric Paschel both signing with the Wolves. These are guys who are going to be depth pieces on this team. If we can get anything out of them, 
Um, you know, I mean, Austin Rivers maybe starts on some bad teams, you know, and he's like a deep, deeper piece, right? So, yeah, I mean, these guys, I think you're all signed a two way contract. He might be playing for the G League team at some points this year, right? I mean, he is not, they're not seeing him as something important. They're kicking the tires on this guy. And so I think, like, you're seeing a deep Wolves team. This should be the deepest team we've ever had. Yeah, which is crazy because it's now, it's heavy at the top, and we lost. Some decent pieces, but um, I feel like we have a couple good groups of five to put out there. And long, yeah. long, you know, the days of Balmero essentially riding the pine, Jake Lehman, you know, maybe there are some of these guys that when you have a player that may need a, you know, a maintenance day or whatever, that would be able to fill in adequately, right? You know, maybe not, yeah. to the, you know, I'm not saying like this guy is as good as Rudy Gobert, you know, like obviously I'm not saying that, but like would be able to fill in. As a as a second unit person replacing the second unit person that's now starting, so I think that yeah. signing guys that are contributors. I mean, ten points a game in the NBA is nothing to sneeze at for their that's for their hard. career. For like Eric said, twenty five year old that's a that's a that's a pretty high watermark for someone in that age group. I think he averaged like six or seven points a game last year with Utah as well. So it's not like he's just been doing nothing. Like this guy was a rotation piece for a Utah team that was better than the Wolves last year. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, might be yeah. Nate, so might I, be the sleeper signing of the season. Yeah, I'm really happy about it's it. A I great think the Wolves either that or he has a huge it's... drug problem, and that's why we were able to get him on such a cheap contract. And you know, <laughs> uh, um, hey, either way, <laughs> we'll take him. All right. Speaking of uh, probably having huge drug problems, uh, the Jake Paul fight is canceled. Uh, his opponent, Ramen, whatever his name was, Ramen. Rockman? Noodle. I think, it's, I think it's pronounced like Rockman. Is that what it is? Noodle. Ramen. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jesus. He isn't going to make weight. <laughs> that, did, that one didn't land. Let's keep moving. He isn't going to make weight, so he's they're canceling the fight a week out. This has been like an event that they can't get off the ground. I think this was already the second fighter trying to fight. Um, these Paul Brother boxing events have been huge. This one, I know, a big, big disaster. Which, which Paul brother? Is and this now one? it's like I he was on such a roll, doing like every every month or two months, he was getting all this news and big pay per view numbers. And now it's been five months. I feel like since we've had one, three months, five. I don't know. Who cares really? But he's definitely like you think he would have had one or two fights in this interim, and I think he wants them. But he's just like planning them against. He's planning them so carefully with people that are like he thinks he can beat but are still, like, high-profile enough, and it's kind of a select group, and so he doesn't have a big pool to to pull from, I feel like. And it's getting yeah, thinner I by think. the minute. Yeah. Who wants to go, like, you know, if they're out of shape and shit like Jake Paul wants, then why do they want to fight him? Well, money. But le- but then, like, if there's somebody yeah. that's actually, like, a legitimate fighter, he's not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, let's move on. The Minnesota Twins, they stink. Uh, they're 25-32 and 32 since early May. Everyone wants them to make these moves to the deadline because they're currently in first place. But it's just getting harder and harder to see what kind of moves they should be making. If you're not a very good team and you're only in first because you're in a historically shitty division, do you really want to burn down the already pretty weak farm system to try to go get a pitcher to compete with the teams that are actually good? Yes, because you get to play, if you are if you're uh, the division winner, you're going to play the last wild card seed and you get three games at home. That's if you make the playoffs. I know. I mean, I'm saying point, if you go if you go get somebody to try and solidify winning the division and you win the division, you're going to play the worst seed and you get three playoff games at home that you can likely win and who knows from there, right? If you go and trade away some big prospect, you don't have Royce Lewis coming next year now and Correa opts out of his deal and you don't make the playoff, you're kind of in baseball hell. Okay, but and we've been there many. I was going to say what's what's the difference? Well, I mean, we, we like we, we've always heard who are all these prospects that are supposed to be coming over the hill to you know the cavalry to save us. Uh, Buxton has been fine, but mostly injured. Um, even outside of this year, previous to this year, Kirilov, okay, Nick Gordon, okay. You know, we traded Brent Rooker. Royce Lewis has torn his ACL twice. Um, we have no. Yeah. Pitching other than Duran coming uh, from up, uh, Joe Ryan's been uh, the Joe Ryan experience has been decent. Bailey O'Bear, uh, he's hurt. Um, you know, there's there's nothing there's nothing down the pipeline that's coming to make this team any better. So you have the opportunity against a horrible White Sox team, a down year for Cleveland. 
go win the division, go win a playoff series, and then see what happens from there. But, like, this whole loser mentality of, like, well, let's just stay put. We want to keep our draft picks. Most of them don't pan out anyway. So who gives a shit? Let somebody else deal with we it. Have a one, we have a one-game lead over Cleveland and a two-game lead over the White Sox. But we have a lot, of, we have a lot of games with them coming up. So like, And, and so a lot of those are going to be winnable. So I think um, if you can win the division, go for it. I think that, like, I went, I said I liked the Wolves going all in because I liked what they had there already. Yes. I don't really like what the Twins have. I would prefer to be seller. And I know mm. that that sounds crazy being in first place. I would rather sell Correa on for big for some big piece for a big arm in someone's system that we can't get otherwise and just say, you know what? We're sorry. We thought we had it this year. You guys have been watching us for months. We stink. We can't pitch. We can't close a game to save our life. <laughs> like, okay. Twins fan. Fair enough. And I don't disagree with you. I think everyone's gonna be pissed when, when Correa leaves on the free. No, no, no. and we couldn't make the playoffs. They, they need to make a decision. It needs to be one or the other, right? You're, yeah. you're either buying a good amount of pitching, or you yep. need to sell Correa. But if they do nothing, which is exactly what I expect them to do, well, then sit in like worse. baseball. Well, what's worse, baseball hell or baseball purgatory? Baseball mm-hmm. purgatory. And I think that might be. Worse. I think the Twins are are teetering with the idea of sitting in baseball purgatory which is even worse if my choice was to do nothing to sell prospects or to trade correa i would pick trade correa first trade prospects for pitching second and do nothing is not it's a distant it's a distant third people should lose their jobs for that is what i would say so not great not great stuff coming out of uh twins world at this point, as their ERA has gotten worse and worse and worse. I think it, it was a uh, two-something in April, and now it's five-something in July. So, not ideal. All right, so last time we talked, we talked about uh, independent study clause being put in Kyler Murray's contract. Uh, as he openly bragged about not preparing for games, they're saying, instead of playing video games, you need to study your opponent for at least four hours a week, which we thought was even a laugh of a small amount for him. <laughs> Um, it became such a big deal, and he threw such a fuss. Eric, I think I think you study up. Vikings film for four hours a week. I mean, Kyler Murray should be able to do that too. Yeah, um, he literally is through a fuss. Everyone made a big deal out of it, and they ended up ripping this part out of the contract. It's no longer part of it. Kyler Murray said this was ridiculous and embarrassing and crazy and everything, but he didn't say I prepare for games. Yeah, just, right. This is crazy. Like He didn't say, I need this. He just said, wow, people really made fun of me a lot about this. Uh, my Twitch streamers were, like, commenting on it. So, like, well, that maybe I think that answers the question that we had last week of who benefits by leaking this. And I think we found out it is Kyler Murray that benefits by leaking it so that it's not in there. Anymore. Yeah. I can't believe they took it out. I mean, I, th- I think you... You double down and you go, actually, you know what? It's eight hours. Yeah, F it's you, eight. Tyler. Yeah, eight a week. So so speaking of contract clauses, it came out this week that the Pelicans put a weight clause in Zion's new max deal. Whoa, oh, wait, I plus, didn't know about that. A weight that. plus BMI. Is this right? year-round or season? Must be year-round, I would guess. I would hope it is because I don't think that they like that he like literally packs on like 80 pounds, 60 pounds probably during the offseason. It's his, and then, and then he, and then it's hard on his knees and ankles the entire time while he's golfing or whatever he's doing, and then he comes back and is like, you know, James Harden esque of like out of shape for the first three weeks. Yeah, I get it. That's great. They it need is. to do something about Zion. Yeah, Zion is like, he's like the thing that we never get to see, but like his his early career stats are like in a league otherworldly. Like, yeah. They're, they're, he's he's so insanely dominant and good, but he pl- has played so little that mm-hmm. it's like this awkwardly small sample size for you know what he actually is and, and what he can be. So. And being in New Orleans doesn't help either, right? I mean, imagine if he if he yeah. was drafted by the Knicks or the Bulls or you know what I mean. I'm not I'm not saying Eastern Conference, I mean, but like dude, major markets. Like it would be it would be that even... Zatarans rice is just gets you, baby. <laughs> Those carbs pack on, baby. Uh, <laughs> that gumbo, dude. I don't know. I would be so disappointed if if Zion was my hope, you know, and for my team. I'm I'm like I, I want to root for him, but it's good that the Pelicans aren't a huge threat because the Wolves are coming up right now. We have a chance. I don't really want to play them. You know, we play them four times a year at least. I don't really want to like lose three of those games because Zion is going off, and then they they take the third spot and we're at the fourth. Um, it's kind of good that they're having so much trouble the, with Zion. We got the it Twin Towers though. now. Don't don't even worry about Zion. He can't do anything. Ooh, yeah, 
That's interesting. I hadn't heard that, Eric. That that they put a weight clause, weight yeah. clause in there. It's it, like yeah, and it's yeah. his, it's Good. his weight Good plus his BMI, right? And it has mm-hmm. to be under three hundred. Okay. Is that what it is, or under three twenty, or something like that? I didn't see what the numbers were, but yeah, he's got to like stay in somewhat shape year round. Which Crazy. Seems like a really small thing to ask someone you're paying like a billion dollars. Million. Yeah, essentially, you know, for his body and mind, but yeah, yeah I get it. All right, so the Vikings are open up training camp. The players have reported. All the Vikings players have signed. And you'd think everything would be running perfectly smooth, except there was instantly Kirk and Questy drama as he talked. the new general manager talked about possibly needing to look at the quarterback position or something like that. Well, and then that blew up into a big He said, we don't, have, we don't have Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, is what he said. And it was an interview from like a month ago yeah. for like the USA Today or, or Sporting News or something like that. And Ugh. it was just like, well, you know, Tom Brady is a six-time Super Bowl champion or seven-time now. I don't know what it is. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is like under 25 years old, makes obscene money, has won the Super Bowl, been there twice, you know. Uh, no, has he won it twice? Whatever. Whatever. Like, Kirk Cousins, is it's the truth, but like... It's also just with a sensitive player who has uh, had a dicey relationship with head coaches in Minnesota. Um, Probably not the thing to uh, bring up right as camp is opening. Yeah, not great. I I mean, I put this on Quasey as just something stupid. A young young GM that didn't quite... You shouldn't fucking set it. You you just, I mean, and we want, you know, in one, like... As journalists or somebody that like you know at least parrots journalism out into the world, we want the hot takes and we want the truth, but we're also fans and we know this is bad for the fucking team. Just sometimes you got to be boring. Sometimes you got to say, "What? There's nobody I'd rather have." Are you kidding, Cousins? He's unbelievable. Just say that. I don't know why you sounded like I don't know why you sounded like Foghorn Leghorn there, but you kind of (laughs) did. Boy, I say there's nobody I'd rather have. <laughs> I do. I do declare. <laughs> I think that we don't need to coddle the QBs in this league, as they are paid big bucks to be under the spotlight and scrutiny of everyone, and that's what you are signing up for if you're going to be a franchise quarterback. I think Cousins is fine, and I think that he isn't one of those guys. <clears throat> I think every year we should be looking at what to do with you know pretty much mid 30s Kirk Cousins and we should be trying to make that decision on a year to year basis. I think they correctly figured out that this he was their best option for this season and you know we'll continue mm-hmm. to monitor that every year and I think that he didn't say anything bad but it was something that the media and people tried to run with and make it into drama. Well, and, and Cousins has to be like laughing all the way to the bank as he's one of the richest players in NFL history probably, you know? Like he's made so much money and he continues to and he does take heat, and if he doesn't want to, then he should step up and win the division this year. Yeah, and I... There you go. I think it was just, like, there's been so little NFL news for so long. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of dry, other than, like, oh, OTAs, so-and-so look good, you know, without pads on, running on grass with nobody defending him. Um, That when, like, there's one little juicy nugget, and especially because it was about cousins, everyone is, like, just salivating, you know? And I, I think it's gotten blown way out of proportion didn't necessarily need to be said by Quasey. um i think if cousins thinks that that's like a a big deal given like where he's at with age his win-loss record as a starting qb then he's way too much of a like sensitive little you know wuss in that regard if that if that really like hurts his feelings of all the things like zimmer completely ignoring him in the I hallway i don't think he thought about it I don't think he thought about it once. Oh, I think he's pissed about it, but I think he's like he's gonna move over. He's gonna move on from it publicly. I think he's having such a, a love affair with KOC and is so thoroughly enjoying the new offense and a coach who talks with him and a a new exciting, smart, cutting edge offensive mind that I don't think he has time for any of that. I think he's just excited to like have a new coach, and I think he's probably feeling really great having the best wide receiver in football out there with him and he knows the offense is going to cook this year who knows about the defense yet but at least that part of it should be pretty damn yeah no you're right you're probably right but I, th- I think he's probably a little bit pissed about it but I, I i think you're right in that there's a lot bigger fish to fry all right also uh not as big of news but debo samuel finally 
ended his stalemate wanting a new contract with the Niners. He is truly one of the most um, interesting players in all of the NFL. Uh, he doesn't have tons of targets. He doesn't have um, tons of catches even, but he has tons of yards. He averages way more yards per catch than any other player in the league. He's in an, a league of his own. He lines up in the backfield. He lines up in the slot. He lines up out wide. He is a modern-day Percy Harvin. And I mean that as a compliment. He's a bigger Ooh. Percy Harvin, where he's not truly a wide receiver. But damn, did he get paid? He got three years, seventy-one and a half million, so about twenty-four million a year. And the reason I think that's important is looking at uh, Adams getting what twenty-eight million or something, twenty-nine million, and Debo getting twenty-four, and Tyreek Hill getting some number in the high twenties, and all this stuff is all is setting the market for next year's big Justin Jefferson contract. Yeah. which I think will come in somewhere around 30 and more, um, which will be a contract we've never seen for an offensive player before uh, that's not a quarterback. You got to do it, right? Got to do it, of course. Yeah. As well as if your plan is eventually to have a rookie quarterback on a rookie quarterback deal, it won't matter that you're paying the best receiver big bucks. So. I mean, and it is what it realistically, is. you know, Thielen will be have a foot out the door, you know, just from, from yeah. age oh, and, yeah. and mileage. Um, yep. And then, dude, I, I think KJ's primed for a big season, too, to maybe fill, you know, what Justin Jefferson did early, you know, with Thielen there. So, um, yeah, I think you just sort of, like, kind of move everybody up a rung, right, and then and then yeah. kind of fill back in. So, All right, good stuff. Now, guys, the big thing of the day is our talk about the Premier League. The English Premier League is back officially Woo! this week. We got our... Um, gosh, what is it called? The Community uh, Shield. What was the, the Community Shield happened this weekend with Jim's team Liverpool beating their rival, uh, the defending champs, Man City, three to one. Uh, Foreshadowing. <laughs> well, they, like, um, they, they yeah. played the starters. They they didn't go in playing to like, oh, we're going to keep everyone healthy for the Premier League season. We don't care about this. They cared a lot about this. Love it. Didn't know that it happened until you guys told me today, but I'm psyched about it. <laughs> I did. I don't. Like, it's so hard to keep track of all these tournaments and little one-off games and shit. You guys are amazing at it. Uh, I wish I'd known. I would have watched, but fucking awesome that we won. Yeah, so what we need to talk about today is just our predictions for the season and some of the odds. Uh, We'll go through some of the top teams. I'm going to go through the top teams in the league quickly, um, starting based on the best odds to win the title, okay? These aren't According to Vegas or what? Yeah, whatever. This is from Odds Checker. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. That's um, so the heavy favorites, um, you know, bet nine to win seven kind of favorite, uh, our Man City, like a massive favorite to win the title again. They won it last year. Uh, they brought in Erling Holland, Erling Holland, um, Kevin Phillips. They're probably going to bring in Mark Kukurea. They are a machine loaded with talent at every position, no weakness. Their backups are world-class players. Uh, they never ever, ever can get it done on the Champions League stage, and they have never. Um, But I think if you polled everyone in the soccer world as to who is the best team in the world, I think the team that would win that uh, vote would be Man City. Um, Bringing in one of the two most exciting players on earth is not a bad start. Uh, It will be heavily 70 million pounds, too, just to... Just a joke. For, for 50, 51 he million. Chose, he wanted to go there. Well, 51 million, but like whatever the incentives are going to be, it's going to add up to like 70. Yeah. But like, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Just stupid. Ridiculous. City always gets that. That always happens to them. You know, the rich get richer. That's what it is. So Man City, the heavy favorites, they bring in Holland, who, you know, I think the from uh, not speaking from my own fandom, um, but it was a fan of the sport and a fan, fan of the PL. And if I were a neutral fan, I would be thinking this is great for the league. Holland has the potential to be the best player in the world. He has the potential to be the face of the whole league. He is a absolute speedy six foot four Norwegian freak who can do it all and will pound in a ton of. Them. So that's you know the big person to look for on that team. They have England's Phil Foden, who some people believe is the highest potential of any young English player in the world. Um, I mean, they're just, they're, they're awesome. They're incredibly good. They've won the title how many times over the last five years? At least three of those years, I think, have yep. been city titles. Um, they have to be the favorites. They deserve everyone's respect. I think it was, have, what, three city, one Liverpool, one Chelsea in that yeah, time? Yeah. 
So, shit. Um, yeah, so they're the heavy, heavy favorites. Uh, coming in a distant second, but alone in second, um, they're 37 to 13 is Liverpool. Uh, Jim, hit your team. Uh, have been a complete and total machine for years now, winning a Champions League, mm-hmm. uh, winning a league, being in second place multiple times. Um, there was some worry close, that... Close finishes. Close seconds. Yeah, yeah. one yeah. point um, and two Klopp, points. Yeah. yeah. Clap returns with a new contract, and they haven't been a team that has spent tons of money on their attack, even though they've had an insane attack over the years. They got pretty much bargain deals for Mane, Salah, Jota and even Diaz, all of them coming in under 50 million. And Firmino, all of them. So they've built yeah. this beautiful attack on finding mid-20s guys who are a step below, at least when they purchase them, world-class, mm-hmm. and then developing them into world-class talent. Um, they did spend huge money on Van Dyke and Allison, uh, and this year they actually broke the bank, bringing in a big striker, Darwin Nunez, the Uruguayan striker from Benfica. Uh, who was already pounding in goals, had a game with four goals in the preseason, and then scored on his actual debut against Man City this weekend. That's fucking fun. Love that. All reasons why they're actually going to sneak in and, and win the league this year. But well, that's that's a about, teaser for when we list our predictions. But. Think about the attack for Liverpool with Salah re-upped. Firmino probably going to play more of a Mane better. gone. Firmino not really a factor, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but, we're, we didn't really miss a stat. But like Jota, I mean, and then you yeah. got Nunez, and it's just like, how, how many weapons can they and have? Diaz. Yeah, and, and Diaz. And Diaz. Yeah. Like, how many yeah. weapons can they have to just like, especially with the five subs coming for the Premier League this season? Like, they're just going to keep throwing these guys out there and at you and just going to keep coming. And there's nothing most teams are going to be able to do about it. Hey, here's the question. So, you know, say they release the third kit and it's it's dope and I want one. <laughs> do I get the the Darwin, the Louise? What I mean, what's the kit to get for Liverpool? Try Darwin. Keep in mind. Yeah, okay, Darwin, you think? He's young and he's going to score the most goals for them over the next 5 years or many many The other thing years, is you far. could always you could always go with like a person who's going to end up being like legendary status with the club. So like you could always get like a Hendo you could always get... I have those, though. I okay, have, all right. You, you know. already got that? Okay. I got most of those dudes, yeah. And I got the Mane's, and I got the, the Salas, and the Firmino's, and everybody else. But, all right. You got TAA, okay. you got TAA or or Robertson yeah. in there? Okay. I got a Robertson. I don't have a TAA, actually. That's one. Um, so, here's why Liverpool's not going to win the league. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Let's go. Their midfield is just not good enough. And it's, mm. it's, it's aged out. It needs some serious overhaul. Your midfield, Fabinho, Thiago, James Milner, Naby yeah. Keita, Jordan Henderson, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, and then young guys, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, Fabio Carvalho. I know it could be worse, and I know that there are... Some of those young guys you read quickly, and I think that they deserved a, a pause because they were pretty good. Elliott's like, good. Jones, yeah, Elliott's I mean, like, a massive injury. Jones was is a big deal and has played yeah. a big role, and Carvalho is a good signing for them, and he will be good. So I'm not acting like these guys aren't good, but I think like that is their 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 goalie, their back four, be their three are so freaking loaded, and their yeah. midfield is not. I get it. You go through City, and you're like, no, there is no weaknesses. And you look at Liverpool, and you you see something to call out. So yeah. So that would be my my difference um, in two amazing. Uh, the third team most likely to take it all home, according to this, at fifteen to one is Tottenham Hotspur. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Gosh, I hate Tottenham. Um, Tottenham obviously have Harry Kane, the England captain, one of the best strikers in the world, probably the best striker of the last decade in the Premier League. I mean, if you had to pick one. Aguero, um, but yeah, Kane's Kane's right there too. Son is uh, probably better than Kane at this point, uh, as he was their goal More important goal to the team. Last year. Uh, they have Kulishevsky, and uh, they signed uh, Richarlison for their attack. That was already loaded with a bunch of guys. Um, Overrated. You know, they bring in <laughs> Yves Basuma uh, to their midfield. Uh, they have Hoiberg. They have, I don't know, their midfield's just okay to me, I guess. Um, and then in the back row, uh, Romero is considered by many one of the top center backs in the league at this point. Um, I don't know. I think that this team is good. They're obviously going to be well coached with Antonio Conte. They're going to be well organized and they have the ability to defend well. 
with a good system from Conte. They're loaded at defense. And then you have Son and Kane up front who are just, if you give them 90 minutes, they're going to get a goal or two um, just from pure talent. So I do think Spurs will be good. I don't think they will finish. Ooh, okay. All right. That's the Tottenham special, Final. right? They, they finished third in a two-horse race once. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> So uh, next up is Chelsea. Ryan, we'll let you take it away. What's been happening at Chelsea? Oh, my God. What hasn't been happening at Chelsea? We had to sell the club. We were under sanction. Um, Todd, excuses, excuses. Todd Let's Bailey. Go. Todd Bailey's done a pretty good job. We signed a couple. We signed a good center back in Koulibaly. That, I think he's going to be maybe one of the most underrated signings um, in the Premier League this year. Um, sort of like the Rudiger replacement. Um, we signed a goalie from the MLS, Slonina. Uh, okay. Still working on a few things. Um, we've got some young guys, uh, but it's a lot of the same, bringing the same band back together. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, I think Chelsea's... You guys were, had brilliant, brilliant stretches last year, though. I think... I think we're just we're just not deep at certain positions, and a few guys want to leave. Um, you know, everyone's a little bit older. You know, N'Golo Kante's older. Jorginho's older. Um, you know, they're definitely like coming off of their, you know, their prime seasons. Um, we don't really have a striker, uh, to speak of, um, with any experience. We have, we have a one young kid, Broja, um, who might end up being good. We have no idea. Um, but he also is like thinking he wants to leave. Um, so there's a lot of kind of turmoil within the club. Um, so I think that might spill over to the field a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, I don't. I don't really know what to expect from this team. If if you told me they're going to finish third, I would be like, okay, that probably makes sense. Or if you told me they were going to finish seventh, I'd be like, yeah, I can't argue. Uh, you know, I think somewhere in that range um, is is where Chelsea's going to live for most of the season. Okay. All right. They are they are pretty much all alone in that fourth place spot. Actually, they're pretty tight with Tottenham. To be honest with you, uh, they're definitely three and four. Not really near Liverpool. Not really near the next team either. Um, and so, I mean, they're going to be good. They brought in Raheem Sterling, who is still a prime goal-scoring player. You have to imagine Kai Havertz has a breakout season at some point here. Mason Mount is one of the best young players in the league. I mean, there's lots of talent. Don't yeah, 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 no, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I love, you know, Mason Mount taking a step and, like, maybe banging in, like, 16, 17 goals from the midfield would be fantastic. Reese James is only going to get better. Ben Chilwell's back. You know, there's lots of things that are, are positive, but... Similar to the way that, you know, you kind of talked about Liverpool, like the midfield's kind of a disaster, you know, between aging players and, you know, Connor Gallagher coming back from Crystal Palace, who could be good, who knows, other youngsters, you know, Billy Gilmore coming back from loan, Harvey Vale from the youth squad, like who knows, um, so, but like a lot of question marks in a area of the field that w- that requires very good players and I, I don't think Chelsea quite have the all right next up pretty much uh in a distant fifth place the team that everyone who's looking for a team should jump on the bandwagon Arsenal Gunners um if you like young teams team for you they're on the come up which is at least the fun part in sports watching your team on the rise they're not going to challenge for a title this year as they are still they were the youngest team in the league last year they'll be one of the youngest this year they brought in uh, Gabriel Jesus from Manchester City to be their new striker. He's looked awesome in the preseason. Uh, Bukayo Saka is obviously one of the best young players in the world. He should take another big jump this year. Um, people are expecting new big things from the new captain, Martin Odegaard, and they return a player that the fans have been really excited about for a few years now in William Saliba, by most accounts is probably the best under 21 center back in the world he's the most talked about center back in arsenal history that has never played a single minute for the team as a 20 year old he did finish in the france the french league's team of the i mean he's not without some pedigree he's a french international as a teenager i mean he is he is a really nice player so should be a good exciting year for the arsenal um they have a really easy schedule their first five games are all against teams that are not contenders uh, before a matchup in week six against uh, manchester united hopefully they could get off to a good start unlike last year when they were uh got off to the all-time worst start yeah well and you forgot one other signing <laughs> that was that was pretty fun though those weeks were i mean the pod content alone was unbelievable well, it also yeah. it, well, it also wasn't great because Eric was just like, I don't want to talk about the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Eric, you forgot one other signing tough. for the Arsenal, Logan Paul. Oh, yeah, Logan Paul. <laughs> new, Dude, you, new like energy Chelsea drink. has like KG, 
I like I got LeBron and Jay Z and Eric's got Logan Paul as a celebrity oh, en- energy drink. No, uh, that's it. Promotion. That's all you got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's a uh, it's we'll take anyone we. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next up is going to be Manchester United. Their big player is Cristiano Ronaldo, who's been trying his best to get a move over the last couple of weeks, and he left their game as soon as he was subbed out. He left the arena. Left the stadium, so, like just bounced. No, <laughs> he left the stadium while the game was still going on. Um, oh, so, yeah, I, I think they're in complete and total turmoil. They have are bringing in just strange players. They've been after the same guys the whole summer. Who they're being priced out on every move that they want to make. De Young, yeah. Uh, De Young wants they want De Young so badly. And Barcelona desperately wants to and needs to sell them to Young. But De Young doesn't want to go there because he thinks that they are not a stable team. And no champions. Which he's completely right. But but even beyond that, I think he would go to a good team that he believed in if he if he was like, You're gonna pay me tons of money and I'm gonna have a starring role in a big time team, we'll make the Champions League next year, who cares? But I think he's like this, why would I trust anything they do? Well, They're just a complete joke. And plus, now that Barcelona has signed additional players and like strengthened their side, why would he want to then go to a much worse team up in cold ass yeah. England? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for like Northern England, <laughs> like for no fucking reason. Like I don't think the wages. I mean, maybe the wages are are much higher, um, like significantly. But I can't imagine that's that that big of a jump to be like yeah i want to go play on a shitty team with a new coach that it rains every fucking day and we're not playing champions league football like i I just don't imagine that's that's desirable for someone of his caliber i'm gonna try to give people a reason i mean it's not fair to just come cheer and shit on man U. they've had a hectic um off season here but they did bring in lissandra martinez who was a big arsenal target arsenal wanted him to play left back united's bringing him to play center back he's only five nine but he is an absolute killer Like, he is a fantastic player and a great signing for them. I would have loved him at Arsenal. Um, They bring in um, Tyrell Malassia, a Dutch uh, left back, who by all accounts is going to be fantastic this season. Um, They have some of the best young talent, like maybe the best in the whole Premier League of, like, young teenage players coming through their system right now. They are absolutely loaded with future superstars or at least we're we're expecting them to be do they get there at man united Who fucking as knows? long as they but, can keep their hands to yeah yeah exactly yeah, but they do have they have some insane young players coming up they did bring in christian erickson what i thought was a completely weird move um they still have bruno fernandez who's a great player um they have like the biggest roster of random talents they still have anthony marcial they still have cristiano ronaldo who doesn't want to be there they still have marcus rashford who's a nice player Jaden Sancho can't be as bad as he was last year. I mean, they're not a team to, to mess with. They're still going to be good and filled with talent, but they... It feels they, it feels like those I Lakers can... teams from, like, the early aughts of, like, when they signed Gary Payton and Carl Malone and a bunch it of, like... should have been yeah, a like, huge deal. like, the names on paper were bigger than, like, the... Like, Buddy, it sounds like the Lakers teams of 2021, 22. That, that works, mean, too. That works, too. They didn't make the playoffs with LeBron and AD and, you know, everybody. So. I was just going with, like, some aging superstars... Westbrook. ...that might be yeah. a little bit more over the hill in skill True. than everyone in the public realizes, you know? But anyway, yeah, so... let's keep shitting on Man United, because I'm here for it. Uh, I I know that this predates Jim, but what we always say is like he hates City so much, but it's like Man United for the past 50 years is the biggest team in soccer, period. Right. And they have fallen off, and it's just like I don't want them to have a route back because City has to beg people to go to their game when they're like going to seal the title. Like they have a hard time selling out their stadium. Man U is so much bigger. This is like the Clippers are having a good stretch, but the Lakers are always mm. going to be the Lakers. And that's just who they are. The Man U is the Lakers. They're always going to be the biggest show in town. They're always going to be the most popular team in England. They are just an absolute institution who has just ran itself into the dirt. And, you know, I keep telling people how exciting it is to watch Arsenal kind of pull themselves out of that crap and hopefully with a new plan, a uh, coherent plan, get themselves back to being a proud team again. 
United has now tried like four times do this, and they just mm-hmm. keep getting in their own way. And like, and it's not for lack of money, dude. They just spend and spend and spend and waste not, and waste and waste. I am not promising that the Arteta Adu Arsenal plan will work. For all I know, they'll finish eighth and everyone will get fired and they'll have to start over. But like, they feel like they're further along in the process of rebuilding and retooling the team to a new generation than Man United, who just seems to be like looking for opportunities in the market and like randomly being like, let's bring Cristiano Ronaldo back. That won't be a mess as he mm-hmm. is only worried about his own record at this time. Yeah. So they're just, they're just helter Well, and I- Ironically, um, what would their, their win loss record would have been significantly worse were it not for Ronaldo playing for them and try, just yes. trying to bang in goals. Like they would have been so much yes. worse. They would have been like ninth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, we're going to quickly run through a couple other teams that are kind of dark horse teams from the outside looking in. Um, you have uh, Newcastle United. They are on the horizon. They are distantly in seventh place, but they have a good team. They brought in Bruno last year in the midfield, who any team in the world would probably want at this point. They have tons of money, and they're going to probably wait until the dust settles on some of the top six misses and they're going to go scoop up all of the players that need an exit from good teams around the, the world i bet so i don't think their roster is very fair to look at right now uh, but they were really good and dangerous the second half of last year after that big sale went through uh leicester city and they, is have, a good, they have a good coach too newcastle yeah mm-hmm. leicester city is always dangerous i feel like they're aged out a little bit and they're trying to make some new moves, but they always sign smart guys. Uh, West Ham United is, I think, going to be really good. Declan Rice is their captain. He's one of the best midfielders in the league. Um, they brought in Skamaka, who was linked with Arsenal, United, PSG, Barcelona. And he was just not quite good enough as a striker to go to any of those teams this summer. Um, but I think it's a beautiful for West Ham. I think really, really good. I mean, he was close to signing for PSG earlier in the summer. He ends up at West Ham. Um, so I think they are really Love dangerous. And then the other team I would bring up is Aston Villa. Um, they have some really cool young talent on that team. Um, they have uh, Jacob Ramsey, who's going to probably make the England squad in midfield as a really young player. They have Carney Chukwumeka, who if he ends up signing back there, that um, would be great. Otherwise, they'll sell him for big money. Uh, they are like a really cool project where they've invested all of this money into their youth program and they are developing some of the best young English talent in the game right now. So uh, another team just to kind of look at uh, from the outside looking in. Uh, and then the, the teams most likely to get relegated are Nottingham Forest, Brentford, Fulham, and then by far the most likely is a AFC Bournemouth um, going right back down. Yeah, because so, they, they barely snuck in. Yeah. So it is time. For us to make our official predictions on the record here as to Let's who go. is going to win the league, we're going to go one through seven today, um, which would be okay. the four Champions League spots, the two Europa League spots, and the Europa Conference spot in seventh place. So who we want to go place by place? You want to go seven to one or one to seven? It doesn't matter. I mean, we can go seven to one. I have it written down, so I can do it either way. Do you want to go from like least likely and serious <laughs> me to most? which I don't know between you guys, um, or the other way around. That's fine. You can give us a start. What do you got? Seventh place. Seventh place, it's going to be Man U. Man U's coming in. Um, you know, they'll stay relevant, right? we right. got the Spurs wow. in six. Oh. Spurs no, in six. Hold on. Let's just do all of our sevenths in a row, and then six, and then five. No, let's, let, let Jimbo okay. go through all of his first, and then we'll, we'll go top. It okay. might be a little confusing if we try to keep track of all yeah. that. Okay. All right, so Man U at seven. Spurs, fuck them, at six. Sorry, Ryan. Chelsea at five only. Um, four, big upset, West Ham. You know, big West Ham guy. They're going to be blowing a lot of bubbles this year, okay, boys? Arsenal at three. I believe they can do it. That'd be great. It's a, they're, they're, like you said, they're up and coming. City at two, Liverpool wins it all. All right. You know it. Let's go. <laughs> all right, Ryan, what do you have? Um, I'm going to go, it's going to be pretty similar, I think. Um, I'll go United, seven. Uh, let's see. Sixth place. I'll go West Ham. Sixth. Um, I always okay. think they're they're always like just good enough, but like they they lack firepower from lots of directions. You know, they they've got some good players in positions, yeah. but they don't have a lot of depth. So West Ham six. Um, I'll go Spurs five. Arsenal four. Chelsea three. City two. Liverpool one. Oh, 
I love it. I love it. You're on the right side of history, Ryan. You are. All right. So, guys, we are all on a very similar page. Um, really? I am almost identical to Ryan. I also have Man U in seventh. I know where it's going to change at the top, though. All of us have Man United in seventh. Uh, I have West Ham in sixth, just like Ryan. Uh, James, you had him in fourth. Uh, We all had – oh, Jim, you had Spurs in sixth. Me and Ryan both had had him in fifth. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and Ryan also both had Arsenal in fourth, making the top four. Ryan and I both had Chelsea in third. I had Liverpool in second. Yeah. Man, Man City in first. I think they're just too strong, but I think it's a two-horse race again. I think those two teams will run away with it just like they did last year. And then let's make our relegation bets. Who are your bottom three teams? I think it's definitely okay. – oh, yeah, sorry, Jimbo, you go. You go. You go. I'll, I'll just go again. Um, Leeds, Bournemouth, Fulham. At so 20. I wanted to bring up Leeds. Leeds has an American coach and an American player. I don't think they're getting relegated. I think they've they've got the there are two American players. Dude, that Aronson means they're getting Adams. relegated. Huh? Leeds has Brendan Aronson and uh Tyler Adams. Oh yeah, Tyler Adams too. Yeah, yeah. For I forgot about him. But yeah, Aronson. Um Damn, those are really American no, names, I, think, so I believe you. I think uh I think Leeds stays up. They're I, they're better than Brentford and I would say I would say Forrest, Brentford, and Bournemouth are gone. Okay. Okay, you said Brentford, Nottingham Forest, and who? Bournemouth. Okay, and I am going to go with, I'm going to start with uh, my 20th place team, which will be Bournemouth. They're going to be They're awful. Gone. Uh, I'm going to then go to my 19th place team, Nottingham Forest. They've made some smart signings, but they're still going to be awful. And then my surprise of the year, 18th place, terrible coach, terrible organization. Oh, wait, 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 can I guess? Can I guess? Coach. Yeah. Everton. Yeah, Everton. Yeah. No. <laughs> Minnesota no United, way. They stink. Everton's they stink. going down. I don't like anything about Everton's team. I don't Yikes. like any players on their team. I don't think they have anyone good. They signed Dwight McNeil or whatever his name is, the English kid um, from Norwich yeah. or from, uh, I'm sorry, from Burnley. And he is, he scored like one goal last year or something. Like, yeah, and they lost their Richarlison. Time. They suck. They're going to bleed goals. They're poorly coached. They're poorly run. I would love it. Everton going down would be the best thing that happened. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> fucked up, dude. That's supposed to be like a top eight team, top seven, top. Yeah, you know who would love it more than anyone? All Liverpool yeah, fans. Yeah, I was going to say. Hate from, from, oh, from, I didn't know I was supposed from, to hate them. I'm new. I'm new. Okay. Uh, they're like brutal. Dude, it's rivals. the Merseyside like, okay. Derby. Well, come on. They're both from. They're both. Oh from yeah, Liverpool. that's true. And then I'm like, why are they making this big deal out of a game that we always win four to zero? Like, what red, the fuck? Red versus we? blue. Both of them are Liverpool teams. They hate each yeah. other. Liverpool's kick their ass for ever. So yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys. So that's it. That's all the time we have on the Nordies podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Get excited. The Premier League starts on Friday with everyone's new favorite team, Arsenal, taking on Crystal Palace. There's a bunch of games over the weekend. The, the, the big league, the league loves be... them so much they they put them at 2 p.m. on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, to start the season. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. Got to be early. What's that for them on in England? Eight o'clock on on a Friday, Friday night? night. Yeah, Friday night, baby. Prime there time. You go. Yeah. It's gonna be exciting. So everyone, tune in. Uh, until then, go back listen to our earlier podcast from the week, our screencast. We started our Chris Nolan rewatch. Talked about the shows that you guys need to be watching and why F Boy Island is part of that. Uh, lots of news, including some Harry Styles and Shakira talk, even. So go back Man, and check we out hit everything, didn't we? We were Damn. all over the place. So go check out that episode. It was great. Until next week, thanks for hanging out with your friends here at the Nordic Podcast.